0: thirty-one of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, among, along with related technologies that get us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host Dave Ginsburg, and joining me, as always, is Melissa Davis. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing okay. You're back from Macstock. I'm back from Macstock. We're excited
1: been, to hear about it.
0: Been too long since we've done our last episode, so we're catching Shh, up don't here. Tell anybody.
1: They, don't tell anybody. No, that. but, <laughs> that's our uh, secret. We're going to have two
0: episodes coming like very quickly so we'll, I'll talk yeah. about that later. So, uh,
1: I've had such major major FOMO so that's and, why um, I have been kind of quiet on that front.
0: You were sad. sad I know. We were. we're I was everybody so really sad. missed you being there and uh, had, yeah. everybody said hello and they were all very sad that you weren't there to, to hang out with us but we had a blast. And uh, I'll touch upon that in a little bit here, because there's a lot to talk about uh, that I can share with you. As as well as they, I'll tease it, uh, uh, there is a digital pass available through MacStock. Mike Potter was kind enough to put that together, and I'll explain that in a little bit here. It's not that terribly expensive, and and if you want to get all the content uh, that's out there for MacStock, he he recorded everything. So I will uh, touch upon that in a few minutes as well. Um, So uh, really what we're going to talk about, we've got the news coming up here, a couple of news stories, and then I have a topic that uh, I... i knew it would catch your eye as well as it did me a co-worker of mine um uh, used to find my iphone to find his phone and i'll be telling the story of what his tale involved it's story
1: time it on be in be like touch a, with ios it'll be a
0: story <laughs> i won't it'll be brief but we won't go crazy but uh but then, i like it yeah, but i have no, things no. to, add to that. i may not be brief because it was a good story so that did and he actually I won't wrote, let he, you be he even wrote it, it up for me so uh, uh for us so i will we'll go over that in just a minute and then uh then we'll kick in and talk about MacStock and give you some uh, st- st- give you some insights on what happened. Yeah, there, catch so me up. I will. So the um, uh, first story that came up t- is uh, uh, I always like talking about is uh, the beta tests that are still out there. Uh, iOS 12 is in developer beta six for the developers. It's in beta five I think still to this point for the public testers. Mm-hmm. Again, disclaimer: always use spare devices. Don't use your, your 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 primary device. I don't. I have an iPhone 6 and that's iPhone SE. That I put those on. So be aware that there, there's that don't uh, spend a lot of time uh, putting any, anything beta on there. So um, the the biggest thing that they they've put on there as far as uh, as far as that goes is the uh, is the series shortcuts. Uh, I started testing it. I, I actually downloaded it uh, uh, yesterday, and uh, and you, you can use what's called test flight, and uh, it's pretty slick. I mean, it looks just like Workflow. What a surprise! Yeah, <laughs> I
1: was going to ask you about that. So,
0: Apple is it, it yeah.
1: replacing Workflow?
0: No, it's not going to replace Workflow. It's, it's integrating
1: just, with int- Workflow.
0: It, it's integrating it into the iOS, so it's going to be an, hmm. an integration. You still will be able to use Workflow for other things, um, so I don't okay. foresee them as far as I know and not uh, change that. Um, of course, you have all the other stuff that they've done, some uh, things that they've added we've talked about before, the Animojis for the iPhone X, um, Memoji of, of yourself, the Screen Time app to, to keep you, uh, letting you know what uh, how much time you spend on your phone. Improvements like
1: to tongue detection. Tongue detection, <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. And then uh, group Facetime. Uh, we were talking about that, and maybe we could easily record uh, something in Facetime at some point. Yeah,
1: I look forward um, to that. The future's is so, not here yet, but it's coming.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it's gonna. There's some exciting things coming up. So, uh, if you have spare devices, check it out, and uh, it's coming soon. And i, I I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, and one of the things I was going to touch upon too, actually, is. Uh, there was a news story today about the iPhone 6, and I know you talk, like talking about older devices. Mm-hmm. Um, iPhone 6s. Um, when you install I, uh, uh, iOS 12 on that device, it, it actually is faster than it was previously. Even I've on been iOS hearing 11.
1: that. Might, so, that'll that'll be uh, good for my husband's phone. Yeah, so. uh, we still have to get the battery replaced in it because that is not holding up so oh, well. That, but yeah, speed is always good. How about the uh, you have the 5SE? That's what you put it on. How, the SE, did you notice a yep. speed improvement on that? Performance seems pretty good. Yeah, I mean yeah
0: I mean actually the SE is is comparable to the success so as far as uh, processing oh
1: okay because so. my son has a 5 s he has my i mean these yeah. are all my old devices that i've right. passed down but i mean you know they're still in use and so my son's been using the 5s so we're excited that you can put ios 12 on that but yeah. um, i just wonder how much of a speed improvement it'll have
0: yeah no. it's i
1: mean it's still a good device i yeah. mean it's it's i won't say it's like super snappy, you just have to manage your expectations before you put it in your hand and press the home button as all.
0: Right. Well. No, the, uh, the the. I don't know about the 5S, because that is a much slower processor than the SE was, because the SE like I said is comparable to the 6S in processing <laughs> speed, so I, I can't answer that. I have not seen anything written about it, but I can't imagine that, you know, what really Apple is doing is making iOS iOS 12 much more efficient with with performance, so um, mm-hmm. it's definitely 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 be a, bo- a bonus there. so Anyway, uh, other article caught my eye was, and I know this is probably surprising to you at first, it's like uh, the title of the article is Google releases Android 9 Pie as previous Oreo releases installed on just 12% of devices. This was on Mac Rumors. (laughs) And you're, and what you're was probably the saying last yourself, like candy that was out? Yeah. I can't even remember. Um, and then you're probably was saying yourself, why does, or talk, why does he want to talk about? Why does he want to talk about? Marshmallow. Well, if you go to this, if you go to this article, which will be in the show notes, um, it does have the uh, the pie <laughs> breakdown of all the versions of um, uh, of Android that's out there. It's absolutely crazy. It just blows my mind how. How how much it's broken down compared to what the way iOS is.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I see the pie chart. I yeah. see yeah, I see what they did there with the yeah.
0: pie and chart. And, and now I want key
1: lime pie, darn it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there's still people on ice cream sandwich and gingerbread and jelly bean, which are the three that are probably go back to I think believe two thousand thirteen.
1: That's gonna be what they call the update to pie is gonna be key lime pie. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you got P. That's now what they, it should be. You know, they're gonna be a Q. They are doing the oh, letters, right. so it's all letters. So,
1: well, maybe they'll spell it with J K
0: L M. Where was that? N. Oh, it was Oreo. Candy starts with Q. I don't know. Quattro. There's no. There's nothing that starts with Q that I know of. I was surprised they came out with with, uh, with pie. That was pie. Pie's not candy, though.
1: You're right. But it'll be something sweet. So it's something sweet that starts with um,
0: cute. But it's just amazing. And, and then, mm-hmm. uh, comparatively speaking, move down through the article and you see a pie chart that says iOS 11 has an 81% adoption rate. So, and
1: when people say that Android isn't fragmented, it it's is. right there. It it's is. sliced up into pieces of pie. That's fragmentation. And, and then
0: the, the thing is, too, pie. The version 9 Pie is only being released to the Google devices right now. I mean, it'll take a, probably at least another year before it's released to the other devices because they're also carrier dependent and the carriers don't want to spend the time to come up a new a version specific to their devices. So it's, uh, it's definitely going to be something that uh, I don't care. It's Android, <laughs>
1: honestly. Well, uh, yeah, but. But it's good for comparison, especially when people are asking you questions about, well, should I get an iPhone? Well, you know, we can say we're a little biased with an in touch we with are. iOS podcast. I'm biased but... too.
0: But I tell people that when they ask me. But I said, you know, I. I, I dabble with test devices, and Android does have its pluses. and uh, and yeah, and I mean, minuses, I have a
1: so. tablet in the house, and I like to tinker with it once in a while. My kid's really yeah. into it. Like he really he likes retro stuff and he likes old stuff, and I don't I have no idea where he gets that from, but he really likes to play with just anything that's got a screen or or yeah. something that he can tinker with. And so we have an old, uh, Android tablet, but it was, yeah. it was from, it had been on Verizon.
0: Right. And
1: so I couldn't update it. I, it was stuck on, I don't, like I, I said, have a tablet I, I here. It's the
0: it Same thing. It, it just, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like not being able to. And so, so it makes me nervous. So when he asked me, you know, well, mommy, why can't I play with this all the time? Like, can this be like my main tablet? Cause you know, he says things to me like, mom, would you be offended if I played with this Android device more than my iPhone? <laughs> I think it's fine. I'm like, "No, I wouldn't be offended, but you know, you're going to have to go find someone else's wi-fi to play on it because I don't trust it all that much." You know, I can't update it. I don't know what kind of stuff he wants to download from the Google Play Store, you know, and that's that's really where it's at. I I I don't trust it. I don't trust it. How can you when you can't even put your own updates, you know, you can't get the updates right. that you need to get on it?
0: No, exactly. So. Bugs me. But that I said It's good to have competition. It keeps Apple on their toes. It
1: it is. It is. And there's a lot of things that they gain from each other, I think. So that's why I don't like to rag on it too much. And I know, you know, I have friends that are, they're like the equivalent of us. Like they're real like Google and operating system kind of nerds. They nerd out on it. And I think that's really, really cool. And I have total Mm -hmm. respect for that because of, you know, what we talk about. But they can handle that kind of stuff. But there were so many, it just bothers me that there's so many people that have Android devices. Like I have family members that are, I mean, we try to do like a a video chat or something. And it's just abysmal because they're on this phone that isn't all that old. I mean, it's, they only got it like the year before or something, but because they can't update it and they just, they get so confused on it. And I just, oh, I'm like, here, take the old iPhone 4S or something. It'll be better than what you have. So tempted to send them like some of the old devices.
0: Yeah, so it's frustrating. Yeah, it is. It is. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Yay. to see. I'm, I'm glad to see Apple's. Everybody is is adopts uh, the latest version pretty quickly. Because I remember when iOS 11 first came out. I mean, I think it was already at about 20 percent after the first week. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that people want to get the new version. They want the more the, the improvements and of what the, they add to it. So.
1: Well, I mean even my clients, I mean we've talked about this in the past. There's, you know, kind of two sides of it. There's the people who they really can't stand being forced into the updates. And that mm-hmm. got really annoying because I think there was one where they did something where it was like, No, you have to update it and it really upset them because they updated it and they didn't know what they were expecting. And I think it was when we went from ten it was from nine to 10 or something where there was like a drastic change and it really upset a lot of people because they felt forced into it. It was almost like a windows update patch experience or something. And I don't know if that's since calmed down. I mean, I, I don't get the little notification for a while. Like I usually see it on Twitter and I know that it's time to apply an incremental update. I mean, of course we know about the major ones, but uh, even my clients as, as much as they had been frustrated in the past With the updating slash upgrading experience lately, you know, when I check in on them, I kind of do like a sort of like a health check on their devices. Mm -hmm. And, oh, yeah, I just apply the updates. Yeah, I'm, you know, they're like they're much more comfortable with it. So I think that's a sign that it is such an easy process and it's not as scary as it used to be, especially because they know they know now the difference because they've been through several upgrade cycles. And now they kind of see that, oh, it's just an update. It's just a, a point. Increment and it makes more sense to them now. So even I think that's just a, a good sign there that the update experience is a little bit smoother and a little bit easier to apply than some of these other ones. Yeah. So.
0: Yep. So, but uh, just keep your keep your devices updated. That's all I say. Uh, so, uh, last article I wanted to talk about was uh, about an Apple supplier that actually got hacked. It was it was kind of interesting. It's, Oops. Uh, TSMC <laughs> T- was recovering from a debilitating computer virus. And that uh, stands for Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. And they were recovering from a debilitating computer virus that hit, his, hit many of its fabrication tools. This, it, was, uh, it was last week um, mm-hmm. and when we record this. Um, and the company said about 80% of the affected tools have been restored. And it was, it was just now on a path to warn its customers. One of their customers, of course, is Apple. Um, so that also affects the chips, the A11, Bionic, and the A12, and all the the, the, the processors that are going to be in the 2018 phones that are coming up. So there was a little bit of concern. And I guess what ended up happening was uh, the, the whoever was in charge of installing the software updates to their fabrication tools, apparently that software update had a virus in it. Kind of like the the WannaCry, similar type of, mm-hmm. of thing. So it, it was causing uh, what it caused, uh, was caused to shut these machines down and it also caused the uh, to affect their product uh, production of these chips. So since then there was an update uh, and it was uh, updated uh, that T- TSMC is expecting to be able to fill the remaining orders um uh, for Apple. So there won't be any problems. So,
1: so I want to be clear on this cause I can, I can tell you right now, my dad's going to see an article like that and go, oh, Apple has a virus. What should I do? You oh, know, a, oh, should I, you know, area. should I throw away my phone or, you know, I mean, people get a little worked up about this stuff. It's not a virus that's going to affect Apple's software or Apple's hardware. It just affected the production, yeah. the supplying the orders, of the parts that make up the iPhone. There's not an actual virus that's going into the phone somehow. Right. So, so I just want to be, make that, make, make sure the people listening are clear. that if it's your dad's it's,
0: listening too. <laughs>
1: you see the word virus, you know, it's like, oh, freak out time now.
0: So just,
1: yeah, yeah. just so. be clear about where the virus is actually going. It's not touching the actual Apple parts. And, yep. you know, hey, I mean, Apple just crossed the threshold for $3 trillion,
0: did they not? $1 trillion. <laughs> One trillion trillion, or
1: three three billion, or what what was the
0: number? It's one trillion dollars.
1: One trillion dollars. One trillion. The little pinky in the corner of your mouth. One trillion dollars. I just did it. (laughs) There's got to be, you did, didn't you? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, yes I wasn't going to bring that up but I should have anyway because yes uh, Apple is the, the is the worth is the most the richest. US company in history one trillion dollars in, in value it's in, it's incredible it really is um, that uh, Apple was able to attain that again they're saying business as usual but uh, you know they got a lot of money they got a lot of money in the bank then they continue to innovate they continue to develop new products. And you look at the breakdown of what their uh, the percent of their business is the iPhone is fifty six percent of their business that's pretty incre- pretty impressive um so you, that just tells you how important the iPhone is and why our podcast is here because we talk about the iPhone all the time because uh if they have that much market share of of uh of a smartphone it's uh yeah it's incredible so any <laughs> other comments on that
1: No, it's just that I was texting you again
0: you were. Oh, oh did you, was it that one with, uh, the, from, uh, of course it was. Yeah, I thought.
1: <laughs> No, I just had to laugh cause my dad discovered that little part in the, uh, text messaging, the, it's in the sticker section yeah, in the app yeah. tray. Yeah. Cause he started texting me like gif after gif after gif. <laughs> so that just happened to be in my, uh, recents. That
0: I thought it was applicable. I'll, I'll put that in my stash. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> so, um, that uh, that's the uh, but I digress, the, yes, you do. So, <laughs> that uh, that was all the news that caught my eye. Um, but talking about news, I have a story I want to tell. It's story time,
1: it's story um, this, time. Was, this
0: was a feel good story, um, that relates to the iPhone and find my iPhone. My, uh, my friend and co-worker Anthony um, shared me with a story shared the story with me and I'm like uh, Anthony yeah we got to talk about this on my on my on my podcast let's, let's and he was like yeah go ahead and do it I love it so he actually wrote up a l- little bit of a letter for me uh, an email I should say um, and went pretty detailed I won't go into real deep details of what he talked about but really the the, the synopsis is how important find my iPhone is.
1: It is so important. Like yes. this has to be a PSA and you know, like I've talked about it. I have blog posts about it. We've had iPhone stolen and recovered. Right. So yeah, this so, is near and dear to my heart.
0: So the story is uh, Anthony and his family were on a roller coaster um, in, uh, in Ohio that's uh, in the area where he lives, and you know uh, that's
1: not going to bode well. Roller coasters and iPhones. Mm, 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 no, mm.
0: so I guess what happened was his iPhone was in his pocket, thought it was secure, but he come to discover that it wasn't in his pocket when he got the when the, when the roller coaster ride was finished. So
1: I'm clenching uh, my fingers just thinking yes. about it because I've been on roller coasters yes. with my iPhone like it's in a death grip, you
0: know. So. So, of course, he had to go to the ride operator and and and, mm-hmm. and talk to him, saying, what, what do I have to do to find missing, missing items? Because you, you think of a roller coaster, you're way high up, and who knows how far it fell, which is, yeah. think about itself, how much damage the phone could have ended up, ended up uh, incurring. Um, so went through all this stuff. He had to go to all the forms, all that other stuff, the details. He had to describe what it looked like, what Molly has, the serial number, and the IMEI, and so
1: I was questioning that. Why did they ask for the IMEI number because,
0: and serial number? Because, you, know, you don't know. I mean, it, it could be somebody trying to steal the phone. I mean, because it, yeah. it, bus wherever it, it would have fell, it was in a secure area where no one can go down there except employees. So, yeah. um, so you never know. Someone could try to go and look for these phones. So uh-huh. when, when, he, when he got home, he had a, he filled out the form, went to their website, you know, the whole spiel. So then what he did was he went on his wife's iPhone and signed in to find my iPhone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good concept. To see I if, just
1: did this yesterday with a client. <laughs> good. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. I'll let you finish.
0: Yeah. And then I'll tell you that. So, so nice. if, if he could find the phone on the map. Well, mm-hmm. lo and behold, he did. And he saw where the device was near where the ride was. And it had about 75% battery life left. So he was hoping he could he, uh, he could he uh, would be able to find it the next day. Uh, he put it in lost mode, so it was screen messages to call him if someone were to pick the phone up, and then he went to sleep. So the next morning, he woke up, and then the uh, the park had uh, uh, he had checked where the location of the phone was, and it was sad to see that it had not moved from the night before, thinking that obviously the employees didn't get down there to find the phone. So uh, then that, that night, he went to... Uh, uh, he went to look for the phone, see if they can uh, go down there and find it. And he had he brought his wife's phone with him and used the find my iPhone to help it located. So he got to the ride at about uh 15 twelve fifteen AM and uh when it closed, didn't have a chance to talk to anybody. So he basically went down and they were still looking for it and he knew that the phone was still active, but it's only had about fifty percent battery life. Yeah,
1: so meanwhile the battery's dying. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm. And uh so he said if they come back next morning, he can get back to the park, you know this the whole the whole song of banks because it's in no one no one's allowed to go in restricted areas at right. up and
1: this was what model again?
0: It's this I think he had the eight plus,
1: oh, okay. So yeah, luckily, he had the eight plus because, oh, I'd be really sweating it yeah. if it was anything lower than that with a no, battery the, he dying, had the, you he, know,
0: yeah, he had the eight plus. Ugh. He even offered for them to take his wife's iPhone to use the map to get to the area where the device was to hit the oh ring button, gosh. so it can, you know, because you can hear it in the dark.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they agreed to go look for it again, only because they had his wife's phone and his uh, and the Find My fine iPhone app. About 25 minutes later, they returned with his device in hand and told him he would. They would have never found it if it was not for the fi- find my iPhone app. What a surprise! Mm. Mm-hmm. They said that the phone had left the, the the right area under a fence in a grassy area, so it was buried in grass. So it would be really hard to find it because I'm sure the grass is probably not exactly short. Uh, he even made a comment about all the devices that were found in the bucket were either broken, missing covers, oh cases, gosh. batteries. He said one poor iPhone 6 was destroyed to a point where the screen was literally only attached to the device by a ribbon cable. Oh my so god. crazy. Can you imagine that? But think about how far those far these yeah. these, these phones well, drop. Well, I mean,
1: you're on a golf course and people like, you know, you have to have a disclaimer that golf balls are flying in places. Now you have to have disclaimers in amusement parks that yeah. phones could be flying at your head, you know? So
0: so, aye, yeah, aye. just crazy. So, so he said all he had on it was a cheap case and to prevent the scratches and light drops, and I was totally expecting to have some broken glass. He kept telling himself that that he could find a replacing, uh, yeah. replacing a screen or case back through Epicure <laughs> is much cheaper than buying a new device. Absolutely. That's the reality, yeah. I was shocked to find that there was no damage to the device other than some grass stuck in the case. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I, ke- I kept looking at, the, looking it over to find yeah. it was broken. On nothing. I
1: survived a, a roller coaster nothing. ride, and all I got was this grass stain. The phone was in
0: perfect <laughs> condition, uh, it, it, oh and not goodness. only did was that, a, does that feel a good story that he was lucky? Uh, yeah. That the phone wasn't even damaged, but the whole point of the story is find my iPhone. I can't yeah. tell people yeah. enough how important it is, what role that that uh, piece of software has played in so many ways of finding your phone whether you lost it whether you dropped it in the case of anthony's case If whatever you do anything like that this is something that uh, just makes makes it worthwhile all by itself to own an apple product because they provide those types of services yeah granted probably android has the same types of services but i never hear any of these right story, you never hear these feel-good stories um so uh yeah and you it, could
1: buy it through the carrier but again you know people always ask me because they know, yeah. you know, that I that I help people with iPhones and stuff. And they ask me about their Android device or they ask me about some other device. And they say, you know, I know, I remember you saying, you know, that you recovered stolen iPhones right. and that you found yours and stuff. Is there anything I can do? And I'm like, oh, well, it just depends. I mean, you, you could buy a service through the carrier. Sometimes they can ping it. That's yeah. where, you know, an IMEI number or something like that would come in. But, again, you have to be paying for that service. Find My iPhone is just part of your iCloud service. Right. It just comes with your phone. Comes with it's it. nothing you have to pay for. Yeah.
0: extra so great story thanks Anthony for sharing it with us and uh, I, I'm hoping the listeners enjoyed the story as well as well as that, that just really tells you that you gotta make sure that you have to find my iPhone turn on no way, ands or butts about it so
1: yeah, oh. it's it's definitely a, a good requirement. It feels so good
0: for him. I'm tell slapping. your
1: friends and your family. <laughs> make sure that you just do it as like part of your, you know, whenever you get together, you're going to hang out, say for the holidays or something. Say, hey, yeah. you know, let me give you a checkup, and that'll be one of the first things you got to check. Is make sure that they've got it turned on. Make sure that, and another thing that's really yeah. important, and I'm gonna this is where I'm gonna tell you a little bit of a story. Yeah, um, okay. Oh, yeah. Two two parts. So you got to make sure that you have it enabled, but then also there is another switch that isn't always on by default. Yep. And it says, send the last known location and yep. make sure that that's turned on too, mm-hmm. because I'll tell you, I have lost count of how many times I've had people who, and and the other part is make sure that you keep the battery charged. Yep. And you know, a lot of people are really uh, into turning it off as in powering it off. And I always tell my clients, there's no reason, no really good reason that you ever need to power the device off. And, and a lot of people mistake the difference between just pressing in the top or the side button for powering it off. They think that that's turning it off. Right. It is only putting it in standby mode. It's just locking it if you have, and, and this is a given too, I mean, you got to make sure you have it locked with a passcode. Yep. Um, Four, you know, four digits is the minimum and now we're starting to require, you know, six digits is, is better. Uh, but if you don't have it, uh, set up with a passcode, you, when you press that side button, it's not actually locking it yeah. because it's not set to lock. So, but I want to impress upon people how important it is to understand right. that that button, that whether it's on the top or the side, depending on the model that you have, the way that you power it off is to hold it in. Right. And you have to hold it in and wait until it says slide to power off. Then you're actually powering the phone off. When you're just pressing it one time, you're locking the screen, you're making it go dark, you're putting it in standby mode. Now, a lot of people's newer phones, you know, the 7, the 8, on up, a lot of them are set to wake on raise. I usually turn that off because it's just one of those things that just it just annoys me. I don't like it to light up and I like to conserve on the battery because I live in Arizona. Uh, So I always turn that off, but a lot of people think that, Oh, well that's, that's annoying me. So they think that they have to power it off. And so they press the button in and then they turn it off because they don't want it disrupting their sleep. And that I get, I understand that, you know, we, we should do a whole episode and like how to really make your phone, in do not disturb mode. Really. We've talked about that in the past and how you have to be careful, but a lot of people are powering them off. And the reason why I bring this up and that it's really important is because, and you know, yourself, you know, you have to think about your habits and, um, how you are with your things, you know, whether it's your car keys, you know, anything that you carry with you, if you lose it a lot, you need to get in the habit of, you know, always putting it in one of three places or, making sure that you can locate it. If your phone is powered off, if you have pressed the side button in and you held it and you slid to power it off, you will not be able to use Find My iPhone. So just know that. So that's why I always tell people there's really no good reason unless you're having problems with, you know, sleeping with it in your room or something that I can see that you should ever have to power the phone off. And I usually tell people only power it off if you're having, if you're trying to troubleshoot something, then it's good to power it off and then power back on, you know, kind of resets caches and clears out some like, you know, digital boogers of some sort, then it's okay. But anytime, any other time, just lock it and just set it aside. And then that way... You can still have the chance of finding it with Find My iPhone, and then the second most important thing after making sure that it's got power all the time is keeping the darn thing charged. Yeah. Now your friend was really, you know, was lucky that he had the eight plus because right. they've got a much bigger battery capacity. Right. So I mean, when I, as I was reading it and I saw the word battery percentage, list, I was starting to get like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, it's coming it's coming his battery's going to die. And, you know, so I was happy to find out that he still had 50% battery. So that's another case for getting a phone that's got a long battery life, you know, thinking yeah. about battery longevity or even getting, you know, a battery case or something. Is the fact that if something like this happens to you, whether it's misplaced, whether it's stolen, whether it flies out on a roller coaster, that battery life is going to be really, really important to your ability to be able to locate it later. Because I've, I've seen that happen too. Like I get on my husband's case all the time about keeping his and my son now, anybody that basically has a phone on them, I'm always getting on them. Cause like I said, they get my hand me down. So the battery has some age on it. It doesn't last as long. I, that was the first thing I did with back to school, Mm -hmm. part of my back to school supplies was getting my son a, a juice, you know, a battery pack that he could make sure that he kept it nice. charged. Because his is like one where it'll cost like, it'll cost more than the phone's worth to replace the battery. So he gets a juice pack. Juice but that was one of our back to school supplies it was like, nope, got to make sure that this is charged. Because that's what has happened to me in the past. Like I'll go and I'll log in, whether it's a client who's given me permission to do so right. or a family member or something that I'm trying to help out. I go and I log into their Find My iPhone. And the first thing I look at is the battery symbols. That's one of the very first things you want to check when, when, and if this happens to you is make sure that you look at that battery status indicator. And that's the first concern that you have, because then you're on borrowed time. You have a limited amount of time to be able to find this thing before it dies. Um, And that's, if you can even see it in the first place, he was lucky that he had, you know, that it fell in an area where it still had, you know, tower, it was still near a a connection where it could connect to the internet. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the other factor too, is make sure that you're going to, if if your chances are better, if you've got a strong battery and if you're in a place where you have a good signal that it can connect to the internet. Um, Another thing that I was thinking about as you were telling the story is, uh, you know, the wife had to give up her iPhone to the people like in other words they had to take it there's a
0: trust involved
1: oh yeah they had to take it off her person and then go away with it out of sight and that was freaking me out as i was reading the story and i was like oh i don't know if i could have done that i mean yeah i would do it for if it was my husband's phone of course i'd want to retrieve it if it was anybody's i would want to help out but here's what i would have done and this is just something to think about is i would have uh said okay you can take my phone give me a second and i would have opened up, find my iPhone, had it ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I would have turned on, um, guided access and I would have locked it in that app so that, you know, just cause uh, it's a little trusty. Like my phone, as I've shown you is my wallet. So I would have taken my cash out. I would have taken my cards out. I would have handed over the phone. Cause I've done that. Like at the pharmacy, I've had to hand it through the yeah. window so that they can see the the coupon that's on the card, like when you're getting a prescription, but I can see everything that's going on. Like it never leaves my sight. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But to have somebody walk away from it, go to a restricted area. Like I get it. I understand. I respect that. But yeah, that's my phone, man. Like, I don't know. They're asking you for IMEI numbers and stuff like that. It's a little sketchy. So I would have locked it in guided access in the find my iPhone app so they could still interact with it and operate it as they needed to, but then they couldn't get, you know, at anything else yeah, like my app to pay or anything.
0: Distress involved. So. so
1: that's, so that's something that I would have done differently. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, like, get I said, I'll reiterate, you know, make sure that you've got the last known lo- location set up because I just, I had two instances just in this week alone, just in the last couple of days where client texted me, worried she couldn't find her iPhone she knew that it was low on battery or that she may have turned it off and of course she did she gave me permission i i looked it up i saw yep 1% battery it was like yeah. red i'm like mm. so she you know we couldn't ping it like i sent the signal to it but of course it was it was dead or dying and but she did find it when she was vacuuming. So, but at least having that last known location is important because I was able to take a screenshot of the map and send it to her and say, cause she was, you know, she has an iPad or another device that she could check the messages on. And I said, at least, you know, it's on your property somewhere. It's in your house somewhere. Right. You know what I mean. You can see uh, where it is on the map. So at least she knew, like, if she, and in panic mode, that she hadn't left it at a restaurant or some other place. So that's why that's important. Um, this the other thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, you're talking about a husband and wife scenario here, sure. where the wife was able to log in to her husband's account using Find My iPhone. Now, there's two different right. ways you can go about that. One is if you have a family account. So if you're in a family plan, I have that turned on for my family. That's kind of the new way of doing it. You set up a family plan. And then if you're in that family, you can use Find My iPhone and you can log in using your iCloud your Apple ID and be able to see your other family members and you can ping it and track it, put it in loss mode. You can do all those things from the Mm -hmm. find my iPhone app without having to log into someone else's account. Now, conversely, if you're not on a family plan. So I just had this happen last week. I helped out a couple who for their own reasons, they do have separate accounts. They have separate Apple IDs. They're not on a family plan yet. And uh, she asked me about that. You know, when we travel or something, you know, what happens if my husband loses his phone or I lose my iPhone? You know, they don't have a landline. You know, these this is a, a real right. you know uh, real world example of what can happen. And so we we had like a whole session on. Okay, let's first of all, first step is go into your Apple ID, log in, and check your credentials and make sure that you have. You know, if you have two factor authentication turned on. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to use a husband and wife scenario or, you know, you and a partner or you and a boyfriend, girlfriend or, you know, family scenario, somebody that you trust. Okay, so that's the scenario that, that we're going to go forward with. What you want to do is log into your Apple ID and make sure that their phone number is added to your Apple ID account as a trusted number. And then vice versa, they'll log into their account and add your phone number and make sure that your phone number is listed on their account as a trusted number. The reason that's important is because if you've lost your phone and you need your spouse's help Mm -hmm. and you go to use Find My iPhone or you go to log in or do anything, you're going to be texted a verification code. And guess where it's going to go? It's going to go to your phones and you don't have it you don't have it in your possession anymore. So you need to be able to get at that two-factor authentication verification code. And so the best way to do that is to have a trusted, some other person's trusted device so that you can say, I don't have my device send me a verification code and text it to my secondary trusted. Yeah. And so then it'll go to your partner's phone. And so then that way you can get at the verification code to do what you need to do. See, when you're in the family plan, you don't need to yeah. deal with any of this stuff. But when you're separate and you have your own separate IDs, you're you're going to potentially need to be dealing with verification code. So you want to make sure that you've got that set up first. Again, make sure that it, when you're in there, you've got that send last known location set up. And then what you're going to make sure that you also have access to, so this is another thing that I did, uh, is made sure that each of the spouses had 1Password installed. You know, whatever password manager is of your choice. So I'm going to use 1Password as an yep. example because that's what we well, know and love.
0: We, we and it.
1: made sure that they had each other's Apple IDs. Again, this is something you trust. Made sure that they had each other's Apple IDs And the verification, like if they asked any questions or anything that was involved in being able to access that Apple ID, make sure that you have that in each of your vaults. You Mm -hmm. have it in in your wife's vault and she has it in your vault, vice versa or or whatever. And then that way, like what they probably did, and I don't know, maybe they were on the family plan. Maybe he didn't really specify in the example there, but she may have had to log into his account on her phone with his Apple ID or he may have had to like enter the information and like, I don't even know my Apple ID password. Cause I just keep it in one password cause I only have to know the one password. Oh. So like my kids, I have memorized because I have to constantly enter them. And my husband's I have memorized cause his is the one that we use for our purchases. Yeah. But like, I don't even know my own Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, if I had that scenario, you know, back then I would, I yeah. have to go look it up. You can add something like that to your Apple watch. I mean, wherever you can make it accessible. Although okay. if your phone is lost and it's that far away from your Apple watch, I don't know if it would work. Anyway, so you've got to have it in a trusted individual's device in their vault to be able to get at it. And then you're going to have to use one password on their device and log in with your account and know how to access your account to be able to use Find My iPhone. Like right. I said, some of my clients give me permission to, you know, while miles away or my or my family members, you know, I've logged in on their behalf. You know, that's, that takes some trust to be able to do that. Right. But it is possible. So keep that in mind. Yeah, uh, yeah can't stress how you know important it is. and like i've I've told so many times, and if you're a new listener to this podcast, I, it's happened to me. My husband has worked in schools, you know, all his life, and he's had phones stolen. And we've had two instances of theft, and I got them both back. The first one I got back within 24 hours. This was way back on like iOS, I want to say seven, yeah. I think. And then I think the other one was on iOS nine. I think I blogged about it, and the details are there. Right. But uh, the second one I got back after six months. <laughs> it was a middle oh. schooler that stole it. So uh, that's the other thing people ask me. And you may have been asked this too. They say, well, you know, should I set up the thing where it erases the phone after 10 tries, you know? And I, you know, that's a personal decision. Only you can answer that for yourself. Like I said, I personally don't because of that experience because it did take six months. I had given up on it but I sort of didn't really give up on it cuz I kept pinging it just thinking you know I was prepared to give up on it right. but I kept pinging it and sending it you know that if this has been found please you know first I started out by saying I was we were upset you know First I started out saying this phone was stolen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I changed the message. I was like, this phone, you know, has been lost. Please report it. And then because I knew we were, it was kids I, we were dealing with. I said, this mm-hmm. phone has been lost. There's a reward. Please contact us. And that's when somebody contacted us. So yeah. that's, uh, you know. It it is what it is, but so important, so, so important important. to use, find my iPhone. It's, it's there. It's not on by default. I I guess it is on by default when you sign into iCloud, but some people, you know, get these devices and they don't want to use iCloud for whatever reason, but oh my gosh, it is so worth it to utilize that. And even if, even if you don't want to use iCloud and that's the only service you use, please use it. It's just, it's really, really important
0: i will step off my box (laughs) that was a (laughs) soapbox you were on for a bit there Uh, it's so
1: important i've I've, I've I've lived it you know what i mean like i i can so empathize with with this
0: story no so then we already got our show note our our uh, our, our show title finding find my iphone is your friend (laughs) (laughs) there you go so i already put it in our notes uh so yes uh, I think we've uh, told you everything you need to know about Find My iPhone, and, uh, and I hope you uh, take some value back with it. So, again, thanks, Anthony, for your, for your um, good story because it, it was a happy ending.
1: So I thought when I first read this before I got through it, I thought, oh my gosh, Dave lost his phone at Mac stock. No, <laughs> or no. someone lost their phone at Mac stock and like had to retrieve it and found had it to or read the first sentence. I friend, said, my so. friend
0: and coworker.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. How
1: was Mac stock? Anybody let's talk about Magstock.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, my presentation went really well. I had a lot of great, positive feedback. Um, I'll, I'm not going to go through every single presentation that occurred, but sure. I'll just talk through some of the folks and mention. Um, uh, I had met uh, uh, Bob Levitis, Dr. Mac. Have you met him before?
1: Oh yeah, Bob and I go way back. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's right. He did. He did remember you from the the tech days. I remember him saying that to me when, when <laughs> we talked. did you? weren't you like a, an authorized uh, repair center or something like that he told me i, I used to work with i used to work with him a long time ago yes he, he did remember yeah. you so um i don't know if that's bad or good <laughs> it's, it's great it's, it's awesome yeah no, he's great so yeah he's uh, he's got a lot of energy, energy that's for sure so um he as uh, first time i had ever met him so we 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 hit it off real well and he's a, he's a great guy and if anybody knows max stock 2018's theme was um uh was um uh, productivity, productivity. He's your guy and i'm going to tell you what the next year's is too because i don't think it's even been put out on any website yet because i think it,
1: i know what it is
0: but you may you, you yeah, can cause, confirm because that that i probably you. said something or maybe you might have saw it on twitter or facebook as possible um so yeah he had a great he had a great keynote uh mike schmitz is a great speaker uh talked about uh uh, pro- uh personal productivity and microblogging. i met Jean mcdonald for the first time she's a great gal have you met her as well yeah
1: Yep. Yep. I
0: figure as much. And um, great, great uh, topic on microblogging. And uh, uh, Brett Terpstra, he's a trip, and uh, had some great uh, things about uh, tagging. He did a good job with that. And then my my good friend Chuck Joiner on yours, uh, mm-hmm. he he, uh, he talked about buy what you use and use what you buy, and it was a great uh, topic uh, as far as that goes. And then it kicked in. This was the first day, and then kicked in the deeper dives for all those those speakers. And it was great. And then of course uh, Guy Cyril, which I just came off of my. Uh, before this show i was i just did a double bubble here tonight i, just re- I was on um, uh, you're gonna sleep good tonight aren't back
1: you back <laughs> to the
0: future go uh no, you're we, not gonna and, to we had you're a gonna good time so if anybody wants to to take check that out uh, that'll get posted so you can listen to that they did the, the my mac game show and this was funny as heck because they had oh um, yeah i don't know if you heard about uh um Larry O'Connor O'Con- uh, from uh, OWC couldn't make it, so what they did is they put him on a stand. I don't know what they called the stand. He keeps telling me and I forgot. It, it
1: was it one of those iPads? iPad stands with the wheels. And he,
0: he, it's on a Segway, yes. And he was, able, <laughs> he was able to control it, Larry. So they That's put it up funny. on stage and Everybody started freaking out. No, don't go any further. He almost went off the edge of the stage.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, Lar- Larry Larry did with the, the with, segue and with almost the segue. fell off the stage? Oh, yeah, we
0: had a, they had to, like, stop him because, you know, because he had full <laughs> control moving, and so they were doing the quiz. So he was answering the questions. And, um, he, uh, yeah, it almost fell off. It was just hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Oh so gosh. it was a lot of fun to Tim Robertson and Guy Searle, and, you know, Coach Oh, that
1: always is. Guy, yeah. Those guy, guy guys great. bring the party. That's so, for sure.
0: Um, and you asked me what my, what my favorite uh, topic was. And I'll tell you that in a second. Uh, do, uh, Dr. Mac, uh, spoke again. So he got a lot of speaking time. He was doing, he did a 45 minute keynote plus a deep dive on both days, uh, so he, he his second topic was on how to do more work in less time and have more time for things you love. He's a very very good uh, teacher of productivity. So it was very fitting that he spoke this year. And then I did my presentation on Sunday, and I, I really had a, a great time and. and a lot of uh, things that people uh, did co- take out of it, I mean, I had Mike Schmitz come up to me and say, hey, I, I didn't even know that about the Apple Watch. That was great how you brought that up, was uh, n- knowing how to uh, go into changing the, the menu, uh, the dock. You can go between list mode and grid mode. Oh, I uh,
1: love that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't people
0: know that. about that. So it was, it was really cool. And I went through... Uh, email using being productive doesn't on it make email. you want to
1: like hard press on everything on your Apple Watch just to yeah. see what it does.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my
1: advice just hard press on everything, see what happens. So,
0: I, I really, I mean, at first I was going to do like a productive workflow, but then I I, I said, you know what? I, I'm no one ever focuses on the Apple Watch, and that's what I said in my presentation. I said, you never see anything really focused on the Apple Watch, you always tell, see everybody talks about the iPhone or the iPad but I threw a little bit of iPad uh, t- discussion into it as well. Cause uh, the notes app and the files app are more primarily used for the iPhone and the iPad. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, I went deep, I went, went deep for 20 minutes then talking about messages and, 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 um, the, the, the mail app and the calendar uh, And it went really well. I was really, I was, I was, very happy. And then I had a lot of folks come up to me and said, said good things. Even Dominic Houser made some good comments, which I always appreciate. Um, and in fact, he wrote up a, a little blurb in his uh, in his newsletter that he does for his uh, the screencast online magazine for subscribers, and said that it that was an it was an iOS. He was like, you could tell in the tone of way he wrote it, it's like, well, the, that someone would actually spend the time of just doing a presentation specifically on just iOS. And so
1: I'm dying to know, how did your your iPad stand work out for yeah. you? Is that what you actually, used? Did, I did you put it, it underneath
0: there. I did use it, but it was very awkward to put
1: iPad my, stage.
0: It was very awkward to put my wrist under the stage to. Oh.
1: Oh yeah, the way watch. you had to probably like have your arm
0: under it. When I usually when I'm usually doing presentations for my Apple user group, I'm always sitting down, and that would have been oh, a lot easier. And no. I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to utilize it when I'm doing my my special interest groups for iPhone. Um, yeah. And uh, but other than that, the stand's awesome. I mean, it really it really helped me uh, keep things in, in a position. And, and it was, it helped me too, by you know, staying focused on my notes and, you know, because as much as you practice and, and you, you read through your all your notes and doing presentations, it, you know, you went through it. Oh yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> done that a couple of times. Yeah.
0: So, uh, but so if you it,
1: didn't have anybody <clears throat> else, you had to yeah, exactly. with, try keeping track of notes for two people. So, uh, <laughs>
0: and then, uh, the, the, the next one was Allison Sheridan, which we all, we, you and I both absolutely adore, She's, mm-hmm. she's did a great presentation, which she changed her topic in a week before.
1: Yeah, just b- yeah.
0: B- Before the for the presentation, she was going to do it on keyboard shortcuts, I believe. And then Chuck Joyner when he she he came on, she came on to his show for the, the Road to MagStock, Uh he, he talked her out of it. <laughs>
1: uh-
0: <laughs> so he, he, she just she talked herself into doing a mind That's map. That's just
1: so she could blame Chuck <clears throat> on some, something. Oh yeah,
0: they they were still they're still having their fun. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: and uh, I it actually, would be
1: MagStock without it.
0: And I, I actually think that was my, my favorite uh, presentation of all of them. And if you hadn't uh, seen it already, because Allison. Of course, her husband Steve records the session for it, so <laughs> she had she had it posted pretty quickly. So I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet. I know,
1: haven't but, watched it yet, though. Like I yeah. said, I'm still kind of overcoming my oh, FOMO. No.
0: <laughs> Not that you that you missed it.
1: Got a lot got a lot to uh, digest over time. Now yeah. that the kids are back to school, I have some a yeah. little bit of breathing room now.
0: Good, but yeah, she she did a great great presentation on MyMaps, and I, I was never really well versed on MyMaps. I know you use MyMaps oh, my yeah. a lot, so <laughs> she'll she'll definitely get you brushed up on that stuff. Then. Uh, uh, my new friend Kelly Gamont, uh, uh, spoke, <laughs> spoke, uh, uh, spoke, and talked about uh, Text Expander, of course, because she's the queen of Text Expander, and uh, she she talked, did a nice workflow presentation on that. Uh, wrapped it back down on uh, as far as uh, talking about Markdown. My good friend Adam Christensen. Um,
1: yeah, that's the one I really wanna
0: I he, wanna see that one. He did a great he did a great, uh, did a great presentation on Markdown. And then of course Wally Drusinsky great videographer and he, he uh did a great presentation on that and then do uh, we went deeper dives i did my deeper dive on on the same topics and everybody got uh, some good information about that i was up against kelly so i didn't get i wasn't i was kind of bummed i wasn't able to see it so i'm actually going to be able to go back and see it on the video later and then they wrapped it up with love notes to newton and I'll be honest with you. I cannot believe how many people that are still out there from a device that's over twenty years old that are still insanely obsessed about the Newton.
1: <laughs> Is it like an underground cult or Holy something.
0: Holy cow! The, <laughs> well. movie, the, the movie was good. It, it was a little long. I'll be honest with you. I was I was dozing off. I'll be I'll, I'll be the first to admit. it. No, I wasn't the only one because there was some there were some times where it was just a little, little it got you dozing. Um, Did
1: you have a Newton?
0: Never. No, I was, I didn't get, I didn't get into the Apple world until uh, 2005, 2006.
1: I never had one, but my good friend um, had one and like he always had it on him. It was always in a shirt pocket. You know, I was still, I, he let me play with the stylus, and you you used to have to like know a certain language. There was like a a gesture language that you kind of had to learn to be able to go really quick on
0: it. And of course there was somebody that, that took advantage of this because this person had Newtons to sell. At, oh. at, at the Mac stock swap. Of course the Mac stock swap was I didn't even mention that. There was a, <laughs> there was an insane amount of stuff there. And yeah, Joni the, told me oh, somebody sure? actually okay, so, bought
1: the wrist the the watch band right off of her wrist. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah, for
0: her stuff, but I'm talking about the Mac stock the Mac swap tables. I mean there was just, just yeah. insane amounts. I mean there was a, there was an old Mac mini there. There was <gasps> if you, did, Were you there when the young kid that that uh, mm-hmm. bought the uh the Mac Pro and he took it home with him? B- oh
1: no, I didn't remember I'm that. Sorry. But I remember there was a there was a kid over there, and I think I knew who that was. I think or Daniel if, if
0: was
1: it's his name. Is it his dad yeah. made the uh, Go Away Monster app?
0: He might have. Yes, I mean, yeah, But I they, they last year were you there in 20, last year or the year, the year before?
1: I was. I was there the last two years.
0: S- so did I you?
1: only missed the first year. That was the only one I missed. Okay, so you and were there last one. year. So yeah. this
0: Daniel was the one that his. his they bought that old mac pro it was a g it was a g5 I have and that and, and right he here. took it home and they, he fixed it got it all set up and then he brought it back to, to swap it again
1: oh, uh, cool. so
0: so someone took it. and there was a couple more um, g4s g5 tower uh, the, the cheese grater um, yeah. Mac Bros.
1: they good um, stuff. There
0: was there was a lot of actually a lot of good stuff. I, I still have
1: one. I still keyboards. I mean I still have it. It's gonna be a so, server for
0: something. There's there's it there in itself is, is a is a great uh, way to uh, uh, to have uh uh Swapping up a lot of your stuff. I think I'm pretty sure Jody brought a lot of her stuff too. So she did, yeah.
1: yeah so she did. She has it in her newsletter, yeah.
0: Um, but what what's great about it too is um, the video was set up and, and Mike set up to to do video of, of all the sessions. Um, he he had someone uh, managing it and had an iPad actually hooked up with all his cameras and they were doing uh, a different shots. So he didn't, really didn't it really didn't have to do it too much. He just let it record. He also set it had it set up in the breakout room for the for the uh, uh, for the deeper dives. And it was a great thing that he's going to record it. But what he really did was he, he did it the, about like a week, week or two before uh, the sessions. He was able to uh, get uh, put together what's called a digital pass. So if you go to max.conference and expo.com slash digital dash pass, we'll have the link in the show notes. For 79 bucks, which is a bargain, if you want to be able to see all of these videos, he's posting them all up already. My 20-minute session just made it up there today, and cool. they're continuing to upload more of them, including all the deeper dives and and a lot of the chatter that happened uh, before and after the session, so you can kind of get a feel of that you being there. Uh, so, cause some of the videos is like, it's recording for the first five or 10 minutes before the, the speaker gets up on you. So you get kind of get that feel of what, uh, mm-hmm. what was going on there. So as far as that goes, so, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun and uh, I'm hoping people can, if you want to take advantage of seeing what was, what happened last year, what uh, last year, <laughs> this, this, this year with, uh, with Mac you still can and go out there and uh, buy a digital pass. It's not that expensive and you can, uh, You'll be able to see all these videos, and it's, it's 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 out there, and you'll have access to all of them. So, all the all the folks that actually did attend in person also get access to this too. So, as well as the speakers, of course. But um, and
1: the and the, the Butterworths, they made it. <laughs> they
0: made it, and then, and then to, they I have had to their check baby. And yep, see if
1: they've had their baby. Yet they did, they did
0: have their baby. Yes.
1: Yeah, she was due to today. She was due. So it was last
0: week, I, I think. She, she, they just had it last
1: week. Oh, so, so. oh, they just made it to max yeah.
0: They just made so it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, Aww. that was, it was cute. So, oh, they're
1: listening. Congratulations. Yeah. I have to go check out the Twitter feeds and see if they've oh, yeah. posted anything in their sleep deprivation.
0: <laughs> yep. They've, they've been posting stuff days. and uh, they were, they were happy they made it to Max Stock. So, it was uh, a shout out to the, to the Butterworths. Yep. The, All
1: that walking around, she did help probably. That's oh, what I told her. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> go walk around Max Stock. She'll come. So, yeah. So, so please uh, go out and uh, check out the digital pass. So, I think, uh, I think it was, uh, it was, it was a great, uh, uh, it was a great show, and then the great sessions and conference. So next year, is, uh, they announced the dates. It's going to be uh, July twenty seventh and twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. So, oh, a little so bit it's, later. It's a little later, so it's going to be the last um, the last mm-hmm. week of July, and the 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 um the topic for this next year is going to be the word create.
1: I know, I'm so excited. So. <laughs>
0: If you're gonna I don't come. know if
1: I'll be able to make it because that's right when back to school starts. So, I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but yeah.
0: I'll definitely yeah. see what shot. happens. Give it a shot. So
1: uh, I just do remote, maybe? What was that? Maybe do something
0: remote. Who knows? Oh, you never know. You never know. So... Um, so with that, uh, yeah, that's uh, a that, uh, lot we've reviewed over this show. If you wanted to uh, dig in for the one app I know you've been wanting to talk about uh, real quick, and we got some time here, um, is the uh, Yeah, I'll just uh,
1: mm-hmm. say something about Castro is all. Um, Castro? There's a new okay. update to Castro. Yeah, I'll save the other one for another time. But Castro has a, a slick new features. They've got uh, something they're calling side load. And uh, you tweeted me about the other feature. What was it? Yeah. Um, lost it for the second here it was side loading and uh chapter I guess you could fast forward through chapters yeah you could skip chapters and I actually did use that with, the past, with a pass with a podcast the other day and it was really handy there was a couple of where you know there were ads or, or yeah. some topic that I wasn't particularly interested in I was like really you know low on time of course I always am and I used that feature and I was like wow this is really awesome you can go through the chapters and check off the ones that you want to skip over and it saves you time that way um but I'm really excited to use the sideload I haven't used it yet but I have plans for that to uh to sideload some audio files for things that I like to listen to when I fall asleep We've talked about sleep phones in the past, and you know, I have some some sleeping audio that I want to load into that. That I think will re- be really terrific, and then I won't have to rely on YouTube and you know, so much bandwidth and have to deal with commercials waking me up in the middle of it all because I don't have the the YouTube web sub- subscription. So I can just slide the slide load the audio that I want to listen to, and use the sleep timer, and it'll just be a perfect combination. So I have plans for that, and uh, you can change the icon. Uh, there's several different, they, I listened to their podcast and they, they said that they had a lot of fun just designing some new artwork for it. And so you can choose a new icon color. And of course, you know, I, they made a purple one just for me. No, they didn't, but I think they did. (laughs) So I changed it to purple. So I have a nice little purple Castro icon. That makes me very happy.
0: There you go. There you go. So, um, I just wanted to give a little bit of a tease, um, um, Real cool thing that's happened with my Apple user group, we, we usually take the summer off. We don't have our meetings, uh, here in suburban Chicago Apple users, so a, a plug for my group here in Chicago. Um, we don't have meetings usually in July and August. We take a bit of a break because it's summer and people are on vacation, you know, so it's a, not as active, so... But uh, we decided this year I was at, we were able actually to, I was able to actually uh, get a good relationship with somebody at at the Apple store locally here and uh he he suggested why don't you have a field trip I was going
1: to say is it Tracy?
0: <laughs> no, it's not Tracy. Hi, Tracy. But Tracy. <laughs> but actually Tracy just got promoted. She actually is, oh, is she, she is a creative now. I hadn't had oh, a chance to talk to her yet. Yeah, she was just working in the store but now she uh she she works uh as a creative and I'm sure she'll be listening and then congrats Tracy. Cause I did congrats on LinkedIn. So you
1: have to hoping, bring a group to visit her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hopefully she'll, maybe we can get her to come out to, to talk to us. So
1: That'd make at fun. one point,
0: so but the, unfortunately this, I mean, unfortunately for him, but unfortunately for us is he is moving on. He's going to move out to New York and, and not going to be uh-huh. at the store anymore. So another person we have to work on, but he's, I'm hoping we stay in contact with him. Uh, but what he was, what he suggested was why don't we have a field trip out to this, to, to the Apple store on, michigan avenue on the down in downtown chicago and uh of course they just built that store but a, a little less than a year ago and it's right on the riverfront on right i saw
1: back, some back pictures miles. it was yeah. amazing so looking it's,
0: a, it's an amazing store been there a bunch of times now already and uh, so we're we about twenty three of us from my group, uh, as well as Mike Potter from uh, from uh, of course the the Mac Stock coordinator, and uh, for from the podcast for Mac guys only is uh, is going to be he's a member which is which is nice which is cool as well as he's going to come down. Because it's only for members, we only wanted to keep it for our members. So, uh, you know this was, a, this was kind of a perk. So, so we're gonna come down and we got we have a, a Creative Pro that's gonna be speaking to us, and they're actually gonna talk to us about Mojave and iOS 12, and which is nice. pretty, pretty cool to have someone actually from Apple talk about it because it's always but, you know Apple's been very open with their beta software, so it's great. Um, and then, uh, we're also going to touch upon, I picked, I, I actually handpicked some of the topics, which was, so was nice that I had that little bit of control to, to come up Ooh. with some good topics here. So they, you know, they do their for today at Apple sessions now, which are actually gotten a lot better over the years, uh, uh compared to in the past. So, um, I picked the, then we're going to talk about using Apple IDs and also going to mm, forward, so and, important. and I, and I, and I that's the, that's one of the other topics. And then, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, productivity apps, which would be uh, numbers, uh, pages, and keynote. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a really great session, so we're going to have a lot of fun. reason we're bringing that up is that I'm going to have to really advertise the people that we're doing this is uh, is the fact that Mike and I are both going to do podcasts. They're at the store on Saturday, uh, assuming everything will go as planned, like we're like we're planning here. Uh, so I'll be on for mac eyes only and he will be on here on in touch with iOS so I think Very it'll be a lot cool. of fun and we'll, we'll come up with some topics of just after the the sessions and I'll give you guys some some great uh, some great content to, to listen to, uh, to coming up uh, and that's this coming Saturday just as we record this so I'm hoping we'll have uh, something out uh, for the next week so we got to give you guys time to listen to this episode so
1: right speaking of that I think we're And re- practice right. your find my iPhone skills do do a yeah. fire drill with
0: it exactly <laughs> Speaking of that, I think it's time to wrap this up.
1: Yep. It's time to put a bow on it.
0: So I uh, really, really, really appreciate and thanks for listening. And we hope that you are more in touch with iOS after you hear this episode. Subscribe to our podcast and your favorite podcatcher and show your friends how to find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, on the Google Play Store, and on Stitcher Radio. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention. And on Spotify. You were excited about that. I, I, before we close this out, I'm going to actually touch upon that a bit before we, didn't, I know we had the outro going here, but I just forgot about that. Um, yeah, it's great that we're on uh, Spotify and all, but you know, I, one of my, one of my kind of uh, disappointments with Spotify is the way they support podcasts. They really, oh. it's really hard to find them. I mean, you were able to find yeah. them cause there's a link and, but you could go in the app. It's I mean, cause my, my other podcast that I do off the charts, horse racing, um, uh-huh. is, is the one I do, uh, about horse racing, uh, we're in there as well, and uh, it, yeah, there's a link to it. You can get to it, but I was I, looking at some of the statistics of who listens, when, and how. Very few people were listening, unfortunately. So we hope that you listen on Spotify. If you're a Spotify subscriber, yeah, definitely. If you if you subscribe to podcasts, make sure you. Uh, add the Spotify the Spotify feed of, uh, of Yep, click
1: of the little our, hard button. And you can yep. just find us by doing a search. So as long in as fact, you know to search for In Touch with iOS, you'll in fact, find us.
0: We should probably put that on our our, web page, our website at some point here.
1: I'll get to it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hit hit.
0: If you don't do it, I'll do, we'll take care of it as well. So we'll get yeah. that on the link. So anyway,
1: we'll get the icon on there.
0: So like i said apple podcasts on the google play store and on stitcher radio and spotify so we hope that that's another that we have many ways of you being able to listen to us so we appreciate it uh, we look forward to bringing you more uh useful information in future episodes and i am dave ginsburg and you can find me on the twitters at dave g65
1: and i'm Melissa davis and you can find me online all over at the mac Mommy.
0: we hope you subscribe for future episodes and thanks for listening